Hi, I'm Joel. Hey, I'm Josh, and welcome to our podcast, You Know What. Follow us on Twitter at YKW underscore girl. Or you can email us at you know what though at gmail.com. Hello, Josh. Hey, Joel. How are you? I'm good. I have to. You know, I just want to say I hope (laughs) everyone enjoyed our new intro. (laughs) Joel feel like he till it's a completely new person, but you know what? Same hose, same clothes. Josh, I want to say thank you for having me as a guest on your podcast this evening. Well, I couldn't get anyone else. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so. I have something I want to get off my chest. Okay. I feel like I I spoke about this before, but I want to say it again. The New York subway system has to be the worst subway system in the entire world. It is unreliable. The trains are always late. They're always delayed. And I left home um, yesterday at around, what, 8.30, it should take me no more than 20 minutes to get to my job because I work in Brooklyn and I live in Brooklyn. And the train was stuck underground for maybe like 15 to 20 minutes. And then you know what's the bad part about it? What? Someone fainted. Oh my God. And when they fainted, the first thing I thought was, Oh my God, on top of us being stuck underground, now we can't leave until this guy gets medical attention. Oh when I should God. have been thinking, wow, somebody just fainted. I hope he's okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. But do you do you feel like, well, now you're obviously you have a job, like you're in a position of like privilege. But the one thing that New York city has above other places is that they do have a 24-hour transportation system so it they don't have time for like upkeep if you that is the that is the that is the beauty of the subway you can get the subway Mm -hmm. anytime i mean it's not as as it's it's not all bad but it's getting worse and that's the that's part of the problem because it's 24 7 they don't really have time to fix it when you compare exactly. it to like subways in London or Paris, um, where they close even, even Boston and San Francisco. Yeah, yeah, when it was at midnight, they have all the time to work on it. But in New York, we don't have any time to work on it because it's 24-7. And honestly, yeah. during the height of the pandemic, when the subway was closing down at, at whatever time, it just yeah. didn't feel like New York because you kind of had to rush to get home. Yeah. On time, because then you wouldn't be able to find a train and so what do you do you know? give and take give and take yeah so what do you want to get off your chest my get it off my chest would probably have to be the healthcare system i feel like in trinidad going back to the healthcare system a lot okay i feel like in trinidad and i don't even maybe i mentioned this before but i'm running into again like usually one person will handle everything. So my something has gone wrong with my knee because I just turned 30. <laughs> so <laughs> I called my primary care physician to get an appointment. I had to wait 
three weeks to get an appointment with my primary care physician. And in our appointment, he referred me to someone else who was going to take another two weeks for me to get an appointment there, basically to get like x-rays or MRI or whatever. So then after that, it'll probably take two to three weeks to get back to my primary care physician. Yeah. And it's, it's a lot. You know, this is, this, is, this is maybe a bit of a personal question, but do you feel like you have like good insurance? Because I have I, I have I haven't paid a cent like as yet with any of my with any of my visits like anything. Okay, so you feel like your company gives you good insurance? Great, yeah, the insurance is is lit. Okay, because I was I've, gonna say I was going to say that maybe if you didn't have good insurance, then that's probably why you're not getting like um you know the best experience. Oh, but. oh no, because everything everything is covered. Um. All the blood work that I've done, my X-rays would be covered, my MRI would be covered. So I just give you some advice. Yeah. Well, fuck those knees. Whenever your knees stop working and stop working, I'm just <laughs> what? <laughs> fuck your knees. Whenever they stop working, they stop working because my knees was giving me trouble, and I was just like, you know what? Fuck you all. I just got better shoes. I started. Taking, <laughs> <laughs> I started taking um glucosamine and chondroitin, and my knees got yeah. Gone. So yeah. Did you fix? Did you fix a problem or fix a symptom? Listen, I've been running marathons on these very knees, okay. so I don't know. Okay. Work, work. Stop being a pussy. Drink some bush oh tea. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> we some Vaseline on my knees. <laughs> or some Vicks. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so we were talking a bit earlier in the day and it's so interesting because I was having this conversation with a friend of mine who listens to the podcast as well. When he hears what we're talking about, he's going to know who he is. And we're talking about um, forgiving our parents. And that was a very hard thing for me to do, specifically my father. Um, but, you know, I think we have to realize that even though we are growing up, our parents are growing up as well. And so a lot of the things that they did that we may not have liked or that may have rubbed us the wrong way, we have to find this in our hearts to forgive them. How do you think about that? Um, I, uh, I agree with that. Um, and something that I think, um, we can all have to accept to an extent, um, is that, and ideally your parents were trying what they think is their best yeah. and did what they think was yeah. the right thing. So you might, you might be a bit more knowledgeable or a bit more street smart than your parents and you'd be like okay you should have done this differently or if you were in their position you would have done it differently but the truth is they just did what they thought was best so you kind of have to not necessarily forgive but if your parents did something bad then obviously you'd have to forgive them but a lot of times it's just accepting that they just did all they knew and they may not have knew better that is so true. But, but yeah, I agree with that sentiment. So it's like, um, it's like you grew up in a religious household and I guess so did I. 
and something that we probably both would have done differently is not that you know but I can acknowledge <laughs> that, that my you know my parents grew up in the church and they thought it was like the end all be all. Did your parents grow up in the church or did they find religion when they got uh, older? Later, they found it when they, when they got older. Yeah. And it's so, it's, it's so interesting. Um, my mom grew up in the church and now she doesn't want to have anything to do with it. But mm-hmm. my dad didn't grow up in the church and, and uh, before he passed away, he was the most devout uh, Christian that you can find. So it's just really I, interesting. Well, so my parents, they definitely did have like a sort of like a character arc between each of them in terms of when they first got into religion, they were just super like zealous in a way. Yeah. So yeah. so my older sister, so I'm 30 and my older sister, I think she's about 42, 43. Her experience with my parents were a lot different compared right. to my experience, experience with my parents. Because by the time you came along, they were a lot more relaxed. Well, they ha- they had to evolve us, or the children would run away, right? Yeah, yeah. Like she would never imagine, like being twenty five and getting tattoos and stuff like that, or going to the club. Like my parents were just really strict around that time with her. Yeah. And now they just, you know, they they're still religious. They're still holding on hope, and they still have the ideas of what right and what's wrong. But they've definitely met like the children halfway in terms of, you know, to a certain extent, you can't control people. And that's the most important thing is, yeah, you could, you have your idea of what's right and what's wrong, but you can't force people to do something that you would do, you know? That's true. That is true. Okay, so Josh, let's not get too serious because this is not a serious podcast, but I'm glad that from, I'm glad that from time to time we do touch on, you know, these topics. Yeah. But I don't think that's what our our <laughs> two listeners come here for, right? We're going to do something a little bit different today. We want to have a, a hot topic. Speaking of hot topics, let's have a moment of silence for our dear Wendy Williams, who oh is being, is she being cancelled? Yes, I think she's being no, well, she's not being cancelled. Her show is being cancelled. Yeah. 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 Moment of silence. So, um, you know, <clears throat> yeah. Moment. Oh, bet. <laughs> no, but Wendy, Wendy talks a lot. So let's have a moment of talking. Um, so we go, we I, don't know. I, I think it's very, like, no one could replace her. Like, Sherry, Sherry no one. No. People say that she's problematic. And I mean, in some ways, she is. But Wendy definitely opened the door for a lot of these uh, gossips. Gossip, yeah. yeah. She started it. I wouldn't say she started it, but she definitely, she definitely took it to a new level. She was brave. She was bold. Yeah. And I do agree with some of the commentary saying, like, the only person who could, like, unbashedly come close to her would probably be Nene Leakes. Yeah, but Nini, I don't know that Nini could, I feel like Nini would be on level 10 all the time. You know, Wendy's going to give you different levels. She's going to give you different levels. Nini's just going to be on level 10 all the time. I don't think Nini could do, I don't think Nini could do what Wendy does. So, yeah. And I mean, let's let's give her credit. Wendy is the only person I know who can talk for half an hour with no guests and hold your yeah. attention. 
that is a talent to be able to do that to talk shit <laughs> yeah yeah but i, I mean it, the reason why we bring it up when it is because we wanted to get into this hot topic um it was i don't know if you yeah i, I did send you the clip right yes laverne cox was interviewing the mm-hmm. she was interviewing will and jada the saga was and i just want to play uh what it is that laverne said to will and jada so let's let's go to that clip this will hopefully be your year we love you thank you for all the years of joy you've brought us thank you we can't wait for more red table talk and more more entanglements and <laughs> No more entanglements. No more entanglements. Fingers crossed. Okay, so she was, to recap that, she was interviewing Will and Jade on the red carpet. And then she cut to um, telling Jada that she can't wait for more Red Table Talk, which is Jada's show. And she wanted to see more entanglements. <laughs> um, do you think she should have said that? Um, I mean, obviously no, but... Levin Cox is not known for being like an interviewer journalist. Mm-hmm. I personally understood what she meant. She meant more like like more personal info, more drama, because the person who brought it to the red table was Jada. Jada. Yeah. So yeah. I think I think Levin should have worded it differently. Yeah. But she just just mention one of the many things of the mm-hmm. red table talk that really kind of shook up like pop culture. Yeah. I don't think I don't think she meant it in a bad way to be like crucified for it. Yeah. I, I, I honestly think it was just nervous energy. Yeah, because she she was she did sound nervous. I think she was she did sound nervous, yeah. She just didn't know what to say. And I mean she's she's interviewing Will and Jada, like they are a power couple. Will Smith is one of the Okay, who was the man who was the man again that Jada had had the entanglement with? What's his name? I don't even know how to pronounce his name. Like he um something August, Alcina August or something like that. My thing is that Jada used to take him on the red carpet. So I also feel like Ah, uh, I see where you're going with this. I see where you're she, going with this. He used to be her date, so I mean, it was already in the public. So if Levin make a joke, yeah, it might not be in the best taste, but I mean, you know, it's it's public information, like it's public. Domain. You think they, you think they're going to have her cancelled? Um, I don't. You cannot cancel a person of color who is trans. <laughs> That's like trans is a man. Girl, they hold all the infinity stones. <laughs> they uh, literally protected by <laughs> But I mean, before we move on to today's main topic, um, I kind of feel bad for Jada. Not because of what Laverne did, but I, I feel like Jada, we don't deserve her in the way that she's coming to the red table and she's being really honest and open about who she is. And I think especially for Black people in the United States, um, Black people in the United States, we've been taught to think a certain way and we always have to do this a certain way because Black people do this, but Black people don't do that. But Jada is showing us through her own lived experience that, you know, this is the way I do things. And she gets criticized on every level, from the way that she parents um, to the way that, you know, she has the, the kind of relationship that she has with Will, 
just every single thing she's being criticized for it and if i were jada i would at this point say fuck y'all um i am not gonna invite you guys into my you know innermost thoughts anymore um yeah i do agree with like well i don't know i I can't speak to the black african-american experience but yeah i think a, a lot of people just felt surprisingly uncomfortable with I guess the freedom that Will and Jada gave to Willow and Jada. Yeah. yeah. So that they they kept thinking that I guess um black Americans have to follow this mold where they have to be better than everyone else, like ten times, you know? They have mm-hmm. to be perfect, speak perfect, look perfect, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I definitely agree with that. But I will say, um, drawing it back to what the Laverne story. The only reason Jada talked about it was because his side piece spilled the beans face. Yeah, it came out in public, so she had to get in front of it. She had, she, exactly. So yeah. you drag her to the red table. <laughs> you know, that's one of the things about the Kardashians. I know we're going all over the place today, but it's, it's interesting. One of the things about the Kardashians is they make you sign NDAs. From what I've heard, as soon as you enter those premises, and I'm surprised Will and Jada didn't have the same thing. Like, um, well, how was I, this guy able to talk about it? Well, I think I think the NDAs come more for they want us to watch the show because if people can't talk about it as it happened, but they have cameras pointing at it all the time. Yeah, that's true. So, like, their their business model is. Always you know what? Way. Next time you come to see me in New York, bitch, as soon yeah, as but... you touch down, I'm making you sign an NDA. You know who you, you know who you need to make sign the NDA? The man who used to piss in his mouth. Ah! <laughs> I have no idea who you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Come to the red table, Joelle. Okay, well, let's have a red table moment. Let's have a red table moment. (laughs) (laughs) There was this guy on Grindr who, like, he wanted me to pee in his mouth. Like, he didn't want to have sex. He just wanted me to pee in his mouth. And I was just like, you know what? What do I have to lose? So I was like, sure. And Ever so often, it would be just like, hey, do you need to take a piss? And I'd be like, yeah, come over. And I'd pee in his mouth, and then he would just go about his business. Does he, does he drink it? or Sometimes, like, he wouldn't drink all of it, but, like, he'd swallow some of it. And he would just be so happy to... How much did he have to pee? I mean, did he have uh, a big mouth or something? Or did it just <laughs> overflow? Like, I'm so confused. Well, I would, we'd always do it in the bathroom. Okay. He would like get into the bathroom and like he would like. Did he take off his clothes? I mean, yeah, he would. He would take his clothes off. Okay. Did he? Sometimes he would just like take his shirt off, or not depending. I don't know. I I mean, I can't even remember all the details because it it wasn't something that happened very frequently. It happened a handful of times. Yeah. But Josh, I mean, if if you're jealous and you know you feel thirsty and you're in New York. You could just hit me up and, you know, let me know if it's an experience you would like to have as well. To pee in somebody's mouth? No, I could pee in your mouth. 
<laughs> I can't really remember that. Girl, I always remember traumatic stories. <laughs> when you told me about it, I was like, wait, you let a stranger in your apartment to piss in their mouth. <laughs> Listen, you have to try different things. Girl, deranged. Love that for you. So let's get into this topic. I mean, we're almost out of time because we talked about so many things. <laughs> Josh, I wish you could see Josh's face right now. He looks so confused because he doesn't even remember <laughs> what the topic is. <laughs> so let's I'm, just, I'm just going on because we. So how we decide the topic is quite chaotic. Like one day, Joe will be like, "Okay, let's talk about this." I say, I say, yeah, okay, and I keep that in the back of my mind. But today he fired two things to talk about. And I was just like, so do we talk about all three or like, I'm not sure what I should keep in my mind. All the while I'm trying to also remember what I want to get off my chest. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know what you should I'm, start doing? You should, what you should start doing is just writing things down. No, honey, you're not going to catch me writing all my thoughts. <laughs> No, I mean, like, okay, so I have, my, you know, your notepad on your phone. I just yeah, yeah. points. I do that for, like, the big ones, like, when we have to do the songs. Like, letters and letters. Yeah, but we get off your chest. Sometimes something might just happen really fast. Yeah. Okay, well, today we, we kind of wanted to talk about um, just the impact of social media on being a homosexual. More so Instagram, because Josh and I are in our 30s, so we're not really using TikTok. I mean, do you use TikTok? I don't have it now. Okay, so I don't have TikTok either. So we're not using TikTok um, on whatever it is that these cool kids, the cool young kids use. But um, we kind of just wanted to talk about how, you know, being bombarded with images on social media how it affects us homosexuals. Well, not us homosexuals, you homosexuals, um, whether it is in a positive or negative way. So Josh, do you want to start? Um, well, I think, well, I think both you and I- well, Don't speak to sure. me, don't speak for me. I, I'll speak for um, Well, you use Instagram more than me, so I can just say how I use Instagram. So, for example, um, I usually don't scroll past the first, like, five posts when I open Instagram because I just don't like spending time with it. I literally only look at the stories of, like, my best friends. So, just just me? Literally, like, probably four or five of y'all. So, it's like, I don't really get bombarded as much. Um... There would be like fitness influencers who I follow for like workout tips, but yeah, and I, I probably post like once every week or once every two weeks. But you know, I can't stand, and this isn't just a gay thing, I can't stand people who post every day and post like dumb shit, like a regular selfie, as if their face changed from yesterday to today. Like what what are you what are you doing? Post a regular what, sorry? A selfie. Ah, okay, okay. Or like, like you know, selfie, like, hi, it's Monday. And like, say, hi, it's Tuesday. And it's like, 
So this may not be this may not be uh you know specific to gays, but <clears throat> I I I used to use Instagram a lot, like around I would say maybe from like 2017 to 2019. I was using it way too much. And I tried deleting my account. That didn't work because I came right back. So what I did that worked for me was I deleted the Instagram application from my phone, mm -hmm. but I just used Instagram on my computer. And that helped a lot. I mean, I have the app back on my phone now, but it helps a lot because you don't have the full functionality of the app on your computer because it's literally an app. So it was more difficult for me to upload. I couldn't like do stories and stuff like that. And I it's only in hindsight, I realized that I was addicted to notifications. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that's- well, you, had, you had to check. That's not just me, it's everyone. So like every time I posted something, I would like, okay, let me see like notifications, notifications coming in. Um, but then once I wasn't able to post, I didn't uh, feel the need to look for notifications because I wasn't getting notifications. And then my phone didn't have the app, so it was with me all the time. I had to literally be home to get onto my computer and log on. And th that was just taking way too much out of me um, because it was not easily accessible. So I just didn't use Instagram as much. And that really helps me to, um, you know, take it down. Even though I have Instagram on my phone now, I don't use it as much as I used to back then. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think I think you have the right approach in terms of not going down that rabbit hole of just scrolling, 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 because it gets really, really addictive. Also, like, um, so I agree with that. And I, I deleted Facebook from my phone like years ago. And I rarely even go on it on my laptop. So I just don't use Facebook anymore. Because I have I don't know, I think when I go on Facebook, I see the posts from people and I'm just like, I can't advise to talk to you 10 years ago. But that's neither here nor there. But yeah, Instagram, I don't know. It's, it has its uses, but you just can't let get addicted to it. Yeah, you can't let it consume you. What do you yeah. think of couples on Instagram? Gay couples. Like having couple instagrams just... yeah yeah like let's say you and i were a couple and we have uh joel and, and josh water sports account girl that's so annoying and i don't <laughs> i don't even know if you drink enough water but you have having a water spot with me with your, with your ammonia cells <laughs> <laughs> let me like, see I what mean, you think of um of, i mean it could be like um i <laughs> I never post a picture of a man I was dating. <laughs> um, but actually, actually, there probably is one, but you don't even see his face. But I, I just don't like. I'm very, I'm very picky about what I let divulge into the public mm -hmm, persona. Mm -hmm, you know, like mm -hmm. yeah, I really don't want people in my business like that. And even even like the the person that, that I'm seeing now, I have never put him on my story. Nothing. <laughs> does he feel been, Does he feel bad about? I've been on, but I've been on his story. But does he feel? <laughs> you think he feels bad about it? You, th you think he feels bad about it? 
I have no idea. Um, I kind of, I did tell him a while back. Um, I was like, I did. I would take pictures with him, like on my phone, but I would tell him, I'm, I'm like, yo, I, I don't really post pictures of of like guys. Yeah. But I think I, but I think I gave like an excuse more to the extent of. You know, I just don't want to look like a fool if everything crashed and burns. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, that's that's how I feel at this point in my life too, um, because I'm dating someone right now, but I would I would not like uh, post pictures either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we, we're on the same we're on the same page where that is concerned. Like you, like you literally see the same people I post pictures of like you Liana Jonathan like you know <laughs> yeah particular people yeah what do you uh question here for you Josh do you think that Instagram is the new grinder um n- nothing will ever replace grinder grinder is is the ancient text of the Bible. It, it, <laughs> it would always have a space for Grindr. Do you know? Before. Do you know that Grinder? Because you know there's a like six degrees of separation between me and Grinder, right? Because the guy mm-hmm. I'm meeting, his brother works for Grinder. Mm-hmm. So I think Grinder wants to rebrand and become a it's it is a dating app. But the reputation it has is that it's a meat market, it's for sex. But they want to rebrand and become a serious dating app like Tinder or Hinge. Well, it's not up to them. The people have already said. People have already spoken. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a bad idea because they have their they have their their niche. Yeah, they advertise it. Because if you you if you know you want to fuck or you just want somebody to pee 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 in your mouth, you just go and go. I mean, at the end of the day, like, <laughs> yeah, can you imagine like somebody that. on Hinge and their first message is, yo, bro, you want to pee on me? <laughs> You're not going to get any dates. I mean, yeah, that's just wild. But it's like everyone's persona on each app is kind of different. Mm-hmm. Like people's Instagram is different from their Hinge, is different from their grinder. So I think they should just accept their niche yeah people, but, people but like it's what it was has anyone ever slid into your dms on uh instagram uh yes but not not like you know not forward as in so you've never you know, hooked up you've never hooked you up wanna... instagram no what kind of boring life you have Boring gal, boring no, gal. Nobody Boring gal. My dates usually go from the app to Instagram, but it never started on Instagram. Okay, well, that's why you, me and you, different. So you telling me right now that have somebody on your Instagram friends list who more you person? No, that's just grinder. But I mean, there is maybe one or two people on my Instagram that I put my penis inside of. But I started on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, started on Instagram. Okay. Yeah. Okay, okay. Work. You jealous? 
No, I'm happy for you that, you know, <laughs> I, I know your Instagram private, so you have to be on a mission to accept a public. Oh, no, no, no. Okay, so no, before when, before I came off of Instagram, mm-hmm. um, my Instagram was public. Oh, so and then yeah. everybody could have an email. Yeah, and then everybody could have uh, messaged me. And then... Well, you know, well, you know, I have to say, you draw a certain kind of people because people will be sliding into your DMs on LinkedIn. So let's talk about that. Listen, people slide into my DMs on LinkedIn. Am I just giving off some kind of aura? I guess opportunist, you know. <laughs> I was like, yo, what the fuck? You can't like, be doing this. But that's where I draw the line, though. Like, I'm not I'm not mixing, like, professionalism with, with you know, play. The two just don't, they don't. Well, you know, some might say, some might say you're in the service industry, so do you have a choice? <laughs> I'm not in the service industry. <laughs> do you have a choice? Just stupid. Ah. <laughs> uh. Oh, I think I get what you mean now, Josh. Girl, you are in the Yes, you know. Okay, so the guy who slid into my DMs on LinkedIn, he said yeah, have- something to the effect of, um, thank you for connecting. I am excited to learn from you and save you. And I was like, What? Something like that. That was what he said to me. On, on you have clients, and your job is to serve your clients. <laughs> that is, but I don't this... know what, what you're taking out of contact. This gentleman wanted to serve me, and I was just like, "What the hell is this? This is LinkedIn." It sounds like, and you know what is the bad part? part is my. I don't even run my own LinkedIn. My job runs my LinkedIn. So somebody probably saw that message. And I did not even respond to it. I just was like... So do they have... Wait, but wouldn't your LinkedIn be linked to your personal email? So it will always be linked to your personal email, but um, you can add additional emails. And Mm -hmm. so it's now linked to my work work email. email Mm -hmm. Okay. And when I started this job, they deleted all of my prior work history. And like they tell me what I can post, what I can't post, words that I can use, words I can't use. So I just I really don't have any control of my LinkedIn. You you know why that's interesting? Because then how will people head on to you? No, they can't head on me if they want. But then um, they're not gonna be able to look through your work. But true, true. Unless they're looking for very specific. Um, because your your post. Actually, no, I have been. I, no, I have been head 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 hunted. Okay. Um, recently, yeah. Um, okay, okay. because they're looking for a very specific skill set. Yeah. But, uh, the reason why I don't have any control over it is because I work for a very um highly regulated industry, mm-hmm. and so there are certain things that I can't say, um, etc. Otherwise, my company could face fines. Yeah, yeah. The compliance is a compliance issue. Okay. Yeah. So enough of that. Girl, so so you basically say it has some girls in HR G R L S. They were really screaming. You are in the group chat of your boss. I am the discussion at brunch. I'm the discussion at brunch. Girl, they they know you. 
But anyway, Joel, this was this was a nice talk. You know, I'm afraid we're running over time. Wow, I was gonna ask you about the OnlyFans girl, OnlyFans girls, but you know what? If you have things to do, that's fine. Unless you're going to tell us your OnlyFans, we don't want to hear about it. I don't have an OnlyFans yet. Really? Do you have one? Maybe. Okay, but you have to give me that information off the air, Josh. Well, guys, thank you so much for joining us. Josh is busy, apparently, so he has to go. But it's been thank lovely, lovely uh, you know, having this conversation with you, Josh. You know, I love you switch up on having, you know, a serious topic every now and then, going into a bit of a deep dive, you know. Guys, I just want to say thank you for listening to our podcast. I know y'all clearly, clearly love my voice more than Joel, <laughs> which is think freshwater Yankee accent. <laughs> you know, we, we don't want to make him feel bad, so we let him back in the intro, but, you know, it's we think so. All right, guys. Next week, new episode. Bye.